All right, Michigan two wins away from the national championship, but uh, he is the king of one game at a time. Uh, Jim Brandstatter is standing by. I think his, well, he did the voices of Michigan Stadium. The audio book and the book is out right now. I will tell you how you can get your hands on that in a moment, but one game at a time is his next book. He's going to work with John U. Bacon on that. Uh, how you doing? How you doing, Brandy? I'm great, Bill. How are you? I'm doing good, man. You know, I know we have the break and the holidays and everything going on, and Michigan had that mojo after winning in Columbus and uh, winning uh, another Big Ten championship, knocking off Purdue. But I do sense, and in talking to Chris Ballas and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, they're out in Arizona, and some of the comments we're hearing from Michigan, this is a much different trip than it was a year ago going into the Georgia game compared to Saturday with TCU. Yeah, it is. And I think the reason is because they got the experience last year. The experience of going in and thinking, wow, this is so cool. Wow, what a deal. And and then when you come home and you lose that game, you really get a sense of, man, you know what? We came here with the wrong attitude. We, we came here excited to be here, but we forgot what, what the focus should have been, which is winning the football game. And I think that they take with them that experience. I think every team that goes into this playoff situation is, is in that same boat. I think TCU's in that boat, too. They've never you know, been there. Now they've got to not just decide that, oh, this is so cool. they got to get ready to play football. I think Michigan has that attitude now, and it's born out of experience a year ago. Yeah, and it's an attitude that they carried uh, in, into Columbus. Uh, that same vibe I'm getting right now on going into the week of uh, now we're in the middle of the week of the TCU semifinal on Saturday, and I, I think it's that grit, that swagger that we yep. saw happen really out of nowhere. Kind of had it with Winovich and Bush and that crew, but it came back last year with that team that won the Big Ten, beat Ohio State, got to the college football playoff. But now they seem to have even more athletes on offense. The offensive line has played well all season long, the best in America. Uh, they have depth everywhere, even with losing uh, tight ends to injury. There's Loveland. They lose Corum. There's Edwards. You know, right. to me, to me, I think this game is similar uh, to Ohio State. I don't think TCU is going to be able to stop the run. They give up uh, uh, close to 150 a game. Their defensive uh, analytics are below New Mexico State. Uh, their offense is up there with everybody in the country, but their defense isn't there. I, I think Michigan going to be able to pound the football. I kind of feel this, I think Penn State and Ohio State were better football teams uh, than TCU. And I, I think Michigan will dictate the tempo. I know a lot of people are saying TCU is going to try and stop the run and make McCarthy beat them, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop the run. Well, I, I think you're right. And I think that Sonny Dykes actually kind of gave up his game plan in an earlier interview when he said, you know, Michigan's, if you stop Michigan's run, you kind of stop their offense. And I think that that indicated to me that he's going to put eight, nine guys in the box. He's going to play a lot of man-to-man in the secondary. So I think he is going to ask J.J. to beat him. But it's not just J.J. In man coverage, uh, Ronnie Bell and Cornelius Jonathan, Angel Anthony, Loveland, the tight end, schoolmaker, these guys are going to be covered man-to-man, one-on-one. And they're going to have to win those battles. And if they win those battles, if J.J.'s accurate, they can go big. I mean, they can get big plays. And, and then you force the defense into making a choice. 
do we let them do that over the top, or do we stop? Do we come up here with our safeties and continue to, you know, pick your poison? And that I think is the key to the game. Because I think Dykes actually gave Michigan a little bit of a heads up on what his game plan defensively is going to be. Now you're right about their offense. They've got Michigan has to do something about Duggan, the quarterback. Uh, he is a two-way threat, and and they can run the ball. So. Holding them away and getting a lead, I think, uh, I think is, is the way Michigan has to go. But it's going to be a tough game. I mean, TCU uh, feels, you know, they come into the game with everybody picking them to lose. They feel like uh, everybody thinks they shouldn't be there. That's a dangerous a team that comes in with that attitude. Yeah, and, and, and let's be honest, they're one of four left standing, so we can break down the analytics all we want to. Michigan will have to execute. We can use all the uh, big game cliches. Uh, that we want to, but you know, I, I was I was going through Michigan season uh, this morning at breakfast and going through the games and looking at points of struggling. And what's overlooked with this team is that outside of Illinois, where they got it going uh, in the fourth quarter, this this team hasn't been challenged too much when it comes to the second half. I'm, I'm talking literally not at all outside of Illinois a little bit third quarter. I agree. And I think one of the things that has been most amazing about this team is their performances in the second half, both offensively and defensively, and how they've adjusted at halftime. I give all the credit in the world to Jim Tarbon and his staff. They have done a better job in that 15-20 minute period at halftime than I think any team in the nation and, and they're going to have to do it again this year, uh, again, again this week, uh, because they, they're going to have to do some things. They're going to have they're gonna, a couple plays you're going to get out on them, but they're going to have to adjust on the fly at halftime and come in, in, in the second half, regain and take over control like they've done all year long. And once they do that, I think, you know, if they, if, let's put it this way, if everything holds to form as to what you saw at breakfast today and what we all saw all season, Michigan should in the second half be able to dominate that football game. But yeah. it's, it's real easy on paper, but it, it's hard to do in person. Right, and just everything, you know, if, if you tried to line up, and, and again, some thought and ability to look at a season right now, Jim Branstetter, former voice of Michigan football, former Michigan player, uh, his audio book and his printed version uh, voices is it Voices of Michigan Football or Voices of the Big House? What's the name again? Voices of Michigan Stadium. Voices of Michigan Stadium. Just search that. Uh, Google it. You'll be able to find it. Also, is the link on your website, too? The link is on my website, too. Go to jimbrandstatter.com, and you can click on a link. that will take you right to the page. You can buy the audio book or the paperback. The audio book, in my opinion, is the better version because you get to hear the actual voices of these great players and legends of Michigan football tell their own story. But, uh, yeah, it's still out there, still available, and we wish every Michigan fan gets a chance to get one. You know, if you look at, and I want to, uh, the final thought here, Jimmy, that, and I was thinking about this also this morning at breakfast, that the struggles of Michigan uh, on the field this year or questioning Harbaugh or questioning assistance, uh, really, maybe you have to go back to Georgia and why wouldn't you put J.J. McCarthy in earlier to see if a mobile quarterback would have helped you. This year, I'm not trying to. And again, I get paid for a living to kind of break down games and coaches and players. Uh, I, the, the negative list 
on anything Michigan football in 2022 since the season started. I'm talking on the field is tough to find. And I know injuries. Really I, I know injuries. You'd like to take away Quorum, and he's not hurt, and he probably wins the Heisman. I, I get all that, but I'm just talking from a pure football standpoint, looking at Harbaugh, his staff, and his team. I agree 100. The only thing you heard, Bill, negatively, was on occasion they would say, "God, why does he keep running it? Why does he keep pounding it in there like that?" And we saw, as fans and as people watching the games, that that was a smart move because you wear the other guy down, and at the end of the day, you're breaking off big plays late to put games away. You're getting first downs late to move clock and take the other team completely out of it by staying with that running game. I heard the complaints about, why did they run into the run, you know, line of scrimmage on third and five? But you know what? It, it worked. And the only other complaint was, you know, remember back, Bill at the end of the season, did J.J. go over the top? Can he throw the ball deep? Uh, he answered the bell against Ohio State. And, and I think all those things were answered, and I agree with you. Uh, there are reasons he did what he did, and all of those reasons came to work out just fine in Michigan's, uh, in Michigan's favor. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking about uh, the Wolverine season and also Michigan TCU on Saturday. The winner... Uh, goes to the national championship game Monday night, January 9th at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And just think, if it's Michigan, Ohio State, in the national championship game. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't. Do you want that? I don't. I want no, Michigan I don't. Georgia. I think Michigan has everything. What they did in Columbus, what could happen if Ohio State would beat them in the national championship game, those are markers you can never get back the rest of your life, chances are. You, you don't That's want true. that if you're a Michigan fan. And Ohio State could hang over the Michigan nation that we beat you in the national championship game. That That's a lifetime of misery. Yeah, it is. And, and the other thing is, add to the fact that I think Michigan would like to get another shot at Georgia because yes. of what happened last year uh, down in Miami. And, and, and that's the other reason. Yeah, you don't want to play Ohio State. You know, that brings in a whole lot of other factors. But when Michigan plays Georgia, in my opinion, I, I, that's the one I want to see. Because all of that, what you talked about, the change in attitude that Michigan has, it's all been about, you know, our work isn't done. we got more to do. Ever since they won, they beat Ohio State, and J.J. McCarthy threw his future division championship hat down on the table said this means nothing we still got to win the big 10 then he threw that hat down on the table and says we got more to do that more to do was more focused on uh, on georgia and winning the national title than it was i think kind of thinking about a, a rematch with ohio state yeah and also that that revenge factor you watched it uh with georgia and alabama and, and how much Georgia wanted it and what they did to Michigan and what they did uh, to Alabama in the title game. And, again, Ohio State does have athletes. I, I know their defense isn't as strong as Michigan's, but, man, you don't want that rematch. I know it would be great if you could beat Ohio State, you know, twice in that seven-week period, but what you have to lose could really, really uh, uh, kill the Michigan fans' yeah, spirit. And, and you put it perfectly. You talked about that hunger. You know, to get back at Georgia, wanted to get back at Alabama. They were on a mission. Well, that's where Michigan is. They're on a mission. Amen. You know, I agree with you 100%, Jimmy. Earlier. 
I, I agree that Michigan seems to want Georgia to show everybody, hey, this isn't about uh, just the SEC. And again, be careful what you wish for. But in the championship game and winning that semifinal, something they couldn't do last year, would bring that team a lot of confidence and set up Georgia. Uh, and I think Georgia's defense will destroy Ohio State. But can't wait for this weekend. Well, like I, it's going to yeah, be like awesome. Said, but like I said, that, that's the beauty of this Michigan team, I think. They, they don't look at wanting Georgia as oh, be careful of what you wish for. They want it. And, and that's that whole idea you talked about right at the top of this interview, that they seem to be on a mission, that getting a different vibe from the trip. It's about them wanting to take that step. Okay, if, if you want, if we want to be where we want to be, we got to play with the big boys. And the biggest boy on the block, the biggest bully on the block is Georgia. Let's bring him on. I agree. That's that mission they're on. I just, the Ohio State game, you don't want the revenge rematch. You don't want it. The Michigan, again, it's, I think it's even deeper in terms of emotions and uh, Georgia-Alabama. Uh, that's become kind of a modern rivalry because of Kirby Smart and his connection being a right. former uh, Bama uh, coordinator. I, I can't wait for Saturday, man. It's going to be such a big day, and it's New Year's and holidays. Hey, uh, Randy, my best to you and your family. Uh, enjoy the game on Saturday, and hopefully a week from now we're talking about Michigan-Georgia in the national championship <laughs> game out in L.A. Sounds like a plan. Happy uh, happy holidays, happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and everything to you, Bill. Be well, and uh, have a great New Year. So it's the Voices of Michigan Football, the audio book, and also the printed version. Just search that, or then go to your website. What's that website again? JimBrandsatter.com. All right, Brandy. Well done with the book. You're... Hey, you and John U. Bacon now are like having book fights in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he's got more out there than I do, I'll tell you that. Gee, you're throwing words at you. Got like, you got thesauruses and you're yelling big words at each other. I know, yeah. <laughs> that, that, nobody would pay a dime to see that. He's going like, uh, that's nefarious. And you're like, so? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Brandy, uh, enjoy the game. Happy New Year, my friend. Okay? You too. Be well.